Today is February the 15th. In the New Testament, Paul says, all things work together for good. Is that true? Let's find out together as we finish the story of Joseph. Today I'd like you to finish reading the book of Genesis. Please read chapters 47 through 50. Here in these chapters, we uh, finish up the story of Joseph. It is interesting as Jacob meets Pharaoh. In uh, verse 8, Pharaoh says, How old are you recognizing that Jacob was well advanced in years? Probably more than most people in Egypt. Jacob responds, I'm 130 years, but that's nothing compared to my ancestors. In verse 10, then Jacob blessed Pharaoh again before leaving his court. Now Jacob and his family went to live in the land of Goshen, which is part of Egypt, but it's a little bit away from the other settled area. Uh, the Egyptians didn't like shepherds, and uh, Joseph's family were all shepherds. So they lived apart, but the interesting thing is that God's promise to Jacob's ancestors, in you all of the nations of the earth will be blessed, is fulfilled right here. Jacob blesses Pharaoh and the nation of Egypt. Well, we move on. Chapters 48 and 49 give us uh, the story of Jacob's blessings to his 12 sons. And in these chapters, we actually have the 12 tribes of Israel named. Uh, if you look at verse uh, chapter 49, Reuben is the first one mentioned. And Jacob says, you're my firstborn, but you slept with my concubine. Uh, you went to bed with my wife. Now, he calls her his wife. It was a concubine of Jacob's. Um, Reuben forfeited the right of the firstborn. Simeon and Levi, Jacob says, you're two of a kind. They're the ones who destroyed the village that had raped their sister Dinah, or the son of the leader had raped their sister Dinah, then asked for him, asked for her in marriage, and they murdered all of the members of that village. He says, as a result, although you are tribes, I will disperse you among the descendants of Jacob. And uh, absolutely, Simeon disappears. Levi disappears functionally as the Levitical priests go to live. They don't have a land of their own. Instead, they go to live among the other tribes of Israel. Simeon is absorbed by Judah, and Judah seems to take the role of the firstborn. Judah has the longest prophecy given on him, and it's a prophecy of kingship and leadership. And indeed, the Messiah is born of the tribe of Judah, just as Jacob prophesies in his blessing. 
Jacob dies at the end of chapter 49. In chapter 50, Jacob is embalmed. He is mummified. But then we come, starting in verse 14. Joseph and his brothers return from burying their father, which would have been a one to two month ordeal. Embalming and mummification took about 40 days. In verse 15, now that their father was dead, Joseph's brothers became fearful. Now Joseph will show his anger and pay us back for all the wrong we did to him, they said. We talked about payback yesterday. Today, however, we're going to focus on Joseph's response. So they sent a message to Joseph. Before your father died, he instructed us to say to you, Please forgive your brothers for the great wrong they did to you, for their sin in treating you so cruelly. So we, the servants of the God of our father, beg you to forgive our sin. When Joseph received the message, he broke down and he wept. Then his brothers came and threw themselves down before Joseph. We are your slaves, they said. Joseph replied, don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I can punish you? You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. No, don't be afraid. I'll continue to take care of you and your children. He reassured them by speaking kindly to them. Joseph then dies. He also is embalmed, and he awaits the book of Exodus when he, together with his brothers, will return to the land of Palestine. Did you hear what Joseph said? You intended to harm me, but God meant it for good. Paul says in the New Testament that all things work together for good. Is it true? According to this passage of scripture, it is. But it's interesting. The good that Paul talks about, the good that Joseph talks about, includes years as a slave in the house of Potiphar. Unjust uh, accusations and punishments. Years as a prisoner in the dungeons of Egypt. If Joseph would have looked at that, I don't think he would have said, those are the good years. I think he would have said, that's difficult. But what Paul and what Joseph is saying is that when we follow God, even the bad that happens to us can have a purpose and a reason. Now in this case, Joseph ended up being second only to Pharaoh in all of Egypt. That might not always happen with us. Sometime when the bad happens to us. Character is built, that's good, but the bad's still there. Sometimes, I honestly think, 
that the good that happens is that people can see our character. They can see our faithfulness, even in the midst of the bad and the evil that continues to happen to us. Do all things work together for good? Yes, they do. But good doesn't necessarily mean that all things work for our prosperity, for our health, or for what we might even consider our pleasure. Sometimes life is hard. Sometimes it's hard to see the good in a situation. But we can trust that there is good there. All we need to do is keep plugging away, keep faithful, stay engaged, and do the next thing. Please like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you used to listen to it. Tomorrow, we'll ask the question, can the Bible truly speak to me?